in swinger. Oh, oh and out the goal! The Republic of Ireland oh. have scored! John Egan with his first ever international goal! What a moment for Stephen Kenny! Full live commentary of the Republic of Ireland against Lithuania this Tuesday on OTB Sports Radio. I'm very happy to say Eddie Brennan joins us on the line, All-Ireland winner himself, of course, with Kilkenny. Eddie, great to have you Even on. Joel. So uh, well, just a question on the league generally, by the way, because this has cropped up a few times. There has been criticism of the format that it's moved away from the merit-based Division 1A, Division 1B, serious relegation dogfights to stay in 1A. And then it, now it's moved to a far more comfortable, non-merit-based, we're all happy, play the games, whatever happens, happens kind of a format. And people have raised eyebrows at that. At the argument uh, hurling managers and some players have said is it was just too intense to juggle the two. Where are you on the format question? Um, it's hard to know. Um, I think we might have touched on this earlier on the year, and I think we said we kind of you'd have to maybe experience it. Uh, obviously, it's quite close to championship, particularly for two teams now on Saturday night, both Cork and Waterford. You're very, very close to championship, and you know when you look at you know guys picking up knocks like you know you take uh, Connor Mack for Wexford there yesterday. I mean. That's a huge concern now uh, because um, you're so close to championship and I think it depends on the nature of it. So I think you probably map out your strategy at the start uh, and decide how much you're going to go at it um, and, and and to what effect. But um, yeah, I think it, it's hard to know at the moment. I, th- I think you'd have to reserve judgment, but I definitely could understand teams maybe just getting game time into lads and holding off a little bit and then uh, Kilkenny, I suppose they will always traditionally go for it and, and, and want to win it. But um, I don't know. It's hard to know because it's it's probably it's probably been a bit, you could say casual maybe at times. We've had some really good matches, but it's hard to know what to, what to really, really read into it. Um, because uh, like I said, the, the big one is coming mm. down the tracks. And if you're out after maybe losing your first two matches or something like that, you tend to probably try out your squad maybe a little bit more. Yeah, and teams are entitled to do that. I suppose I'm coming at it maybe wrongly, but from the, say, fans' perspective, for instance, you're paying in, you want to see a product of a certain standard and you turn up and you realise, oh God, it's like, you know, I don't recognise half the team and sure, I, to what extent are they really going at it? Yeah, well, I, I went into Nolan Park myself yesterday expecting, you know, a cracker of a game. I fully expected something similar to Saturday night because... Uh, you kind of say, well, look, they're in the league fi- league semi-final now. You may as well go for it. Uh, I was disappointed by the crowd that was at the match. I really thought there'd be a huge crowd at it. But uh, Wexford, for whatever reason, just 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 didn't turn up. They, they just weren't at the pitch at all. And uh, I think they, they never really threw down a meaningful challenge to Watford yesterday. I think Watford, uh, it, was, it just reminded me of kind of, I suppose, a bit of a challenge match because there was no real physicality in it. Matches played on Watford terms, and in fairness to Watford, they, they bet what was in front of them. So, mm. in that regard, I could understand maybe punters and people coming in there a little bit disappointed. I, I was disappointed yesterday with, with the fair, you know. Whereas you compare it to Saturday night, you got an absolute belt of a game. Well, let's start with Saturday night then, get into the game. So, Cork 127, Kilkenny 220, a four point win uh, for Cork in the end. Were both of these pretty much at full strength? I know Kilkenny were without. TJ Reid, I didn't get to see the game in full. I had a glance at the teams. Were they pretty much how you might expect them to be, give or take, come championship time? Yeah, they're not going to be far off that. Um, you know, I think from from a Kenny perspective, you're seeing 
Uh, Mikey Butler has really bedded in nicely there, cornerback. Um, I think uh, Blanchfield is going really well. Uh, he got a bit of a, you know, he got a a different type of a challenge. I mean, he has played really, really well up to now. And in some ways, from a Kenny perspective, I'd be happy with the fact that he came up against a good challenge Saturday and got tested a little bit and it wasn't all his own way. That That's good for a young lad. It, it, it's a real test of a resolve. And Keane Kenny as well. You know, it's it's no harm to have them taken off like that. But I think overall what, what disappointed Kilkenny maybe was that they went away from what was working really, really well. And, and look, you have to give Cork a level of credit with that. Tim O'Mahony coming in at halftime definitely changed the game a little bit. Um, and they kind of uh, really went at Kilkenny. But um, I think some of the little aspects of the game that will disappoint Kilkenny was, you know, they coughed up, I think, was it four, six, seven, eight points on the, in a row to Cork? Yeah. And again, they, they just couldn't seem to get a foothold in the match coming down the straight. And you'd say, look, in terms of winning the match, Cork came at it at the real right time. Mm. 16,000 to Porky Cree as well, which adds to the occasion. So really, Kilkenny made a brilliant start, scored 1-4 in six minutes. And ultimately, the game swung towards the end on Dara Fitzgibbon. He scored a goal five minutes from time and that really swung the game in Cork's favour. So they are going for a first league title since 1998, their first final in seven years. Uh, what Cody said afterwards was, Brian Cody, I thought we played very well for long periods, didn't finish the game as we would have liked. So... Uh, what would you say about the two performances, Cork and Kilkenny? Then I know you've started on uh, Kilkenny, but generally, are you reasonably happy with what you're seeing ahead of Championship? What are the concerns? Yeah, I suppose the concern was mid-game, Kilkenny. You know, when the challenge, when Cork rose to the challenge and really came at Kilkenny, they just couldn't seem to get a foothold back in the match. They couldn't seem to kind of get the scores with the same kind of fluidity they were getting them in the first half. I think Kilkenny, you know, probably exposed that little weakness that is still there with Cork is that Kilkenny could have had four goals by half time and uh, they looked to be moving really well. And I would have said, Jesus, where does TJ Reid fit into this? They were moving so well. Hmm. But obviously, you know, Cork were, were going to come at them strong. And, and um, I think for Kieran Kingston, just that aspect of it will have concerned him. But he showed um, a little bit of rootlessness, uh, I thought. Uh, he whipped off Patrick Horgan. He whipped off his own young fella. And, you know, Conor Han for me, is arguably one of the most important players for Cork. Um, I think it's great to see him back. He's such a good hurler, but he took over the free-taking duty. Um, Alan Connolly, I, I really, really like this guy. Um, I was surprised that he didn't start maybe last year. But they were the go-to men, and, you know... They just brought an energy, you know, like you said, their Darf Fitzgibbon was marauding the whole time. Mm. And they just really rose to the challenge. And uh, I think definitely the crowd got behind them because I think they might have felt that they weren't really at the pitch of it up to that point. But uh, they just had a little bit too much energy for Kenny then. But what Cork have is they have um, huge attacking prowess. They have a lot of options, you know, no uh, Alan Cadigan there either. And, you know, that's something that's going to maybe resonate a little bit with Horgan. He, he, he's going to be stung with that and, and he's a guy with high standards, so you'd expect a, a big reaction. Yeah, on the strength of the Cork squad, which you mentioned there, Christy O'Connor and the Irish Examiner was pointing out that 17 of Cork's All-Ireland under-20s uh, winning team are in the extended senior panel yeah. now. So 17 is a hell of a turnover. They've done very well to incorporate all of them. Uh, you mentioned the Cork defence there. Kilkenny could have exposed that further and maybe even scored four goals. Is that a continuation of something you've seen from Cork uh, last year and beyond, that, that bit of a trend with them? Yeah, I think it's 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 probably 
uh, a team or that that has been there with Cork, unfortunately. And you even go back as far as 2013, and and I think we definitely we definitely have discussed this before, where you know you think of Patrick Donnan coming down the middle in that replay all Ireland and going straight through the middle of the defence, and you just think that that at times, I mean, they have savage ball players. I think Mark Coleman is is a lovely stick man, lovely hurler to watch, but. You know, you you'd be saying, you know, and we talk about the, the cynical side of it at times, but I think sometimes you have to be able to just close off your your D, and that's it. And you're just saying to lads, they shall not pass. Like, and you're you're willing to maybe give a give a point, but you're definitely saying you ain't going in for a goal. And I just thought that, you know, if Walters one slips inside the post, and you know Billy Ryan put one over the bar, if that if that goes into the net, um, you could be looking at a completely different game. So. I think that's that's the area, but if Cork are gonna, you know, hit you know, one twenty seven, one twenty eight, maybe more, uh, in games, you know, that's not far off where, where Limerick uh, put their you know, the, the benchmark for, for what you're gonna score in a match, but mm. definitely they need to tidy up at the back because um other days that that could that could bite you, you know. And with the view to the summer there's Limerick, much discussed, and we'll come on to Waterford now in a moment. And then I suppose Galway are lurking. Uh, last year's All Ireland semi final would suggest there's not much between Cork and Kilkenny. On the evidence of Saturday, would you say that's still the case for the summer upcoming? Neither has their neck massively in front. No, they're not far off it. But you'd like to you'd like to imagine, I suppose, not from a Kilkenny perspective, but from a Cork angle, you'd like to think that. That's a big psychological win for them on on Saturday evening. You know that that's one that you know both times I think against Kilkenny they've had to come from behind in the All Ireland semi final last year. You know they came at the real right time and and they they just showed that they have the forwards that can trouble the Kilkenny defence. So that's something that Brian will definitely look at going forward. Um, he'll be definitely looking at you know did his half forward line you know stop competing for the ball because they fought very hard for the ball and and that's an area that Brian will always, always uh, put huge value on. And I think that's maybe what he'll, he'll be disappointed with, was that the the half-forward line just lost their way a little bit. They weren't fighting for the ball in the same way that they were. So I think Cork just have a nose ankle Kenny at the moment. But uh, look like we've seen last year in the Ireland semi-final, it, it could go either way. Um, but I, I I think, I suppose I'm not playing Kai here, and I, I think they just have the measure of Kenny just slightly at the moment. Mm. So... Wexford 16 points Waterford 520 at Nolan Park this was an annihilation you said the crowd wasn't good so would people in Kilkenny not bother crossing the road to watch a team play if they're not Kilkenny Is that, that, that's what you're telling me no interest no Jesus I was in there so there was a good few from Kilkenny went in which maybe ordinarily they mightn't but no it was the Wexford crowd and the Waterford crowd that this so I, I thought you know the day that was in it the weather that was in it and a league semi-final and I know look you're looking at further down the tracks in championship. Mm. I just thought it was teed up for a big crowd and, and I was kind of going, right, 16,000, 17,000 was in Parky Cueve. There's definitely going to be that in Nolan Park. Um, but there wasn't. Uh, and it was, it, it just, it lacked an atmosphere. And I think it probably wasn't helped by the fact that, that Watford um, rammed in a couple of goals early, like, and, and it definitely took the sting out of the match. But um, there was just no edge to, to Wexford for whatever reason. You know, you think Austin Gleeson like got two brilliant goals, carbon copies of of ones that of each other, and another one they missed like just before that, and it just wasn't a glove laid on them sailing in there. Like, and where, whereas you look in contrast to the second half, 
uh, Rory O'Connor and Conor Mack both broke through and there was Warford defenders just, they were like leeches on them. There was just no way they were going to get a shot off without massive pressure and you'd say, look, were they unlucky not to get maybe a penalty on one of them? I thought they were, but it was just that difference in how Watford were attacking the game. Yeah. And that's when people start, like, that's where you're like, well, how much can I read into this and how up for the game were Wexford? Did they want to be in a final? All these questions because they had been unbeaten until yesterday. So it's a real, you know, sorry note to sign off on the league campaign. And that's a Waterford side, by the way, without Jamie Barron, Stephen Bennett, Connor Prunty and Callum Lyons. So it, it further underlines their strength this year. Uh, when you think of Waterford in this league campaign, 18 goals scored across the league, seven against Leash, five yesterday admittedly, but they are a goal-scoring team. Is there any great pattern to their goals? Liam Cowell said it's something they're working on. What tends to be the secret for them? Well, I don't know. I, I think if you go back to the previous regime, you know, under Derek McGrath, it was very much kind of lateral running. You know, I, I, what you didn't see was them actually getting the ball you know, from the 45 in and just facing their man down and going straight at him. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a calling card of Liam Cal and um, we'll say uh, Michael Beavens because if you look at the two 20s and 21 teams, the years that uh, Liam Cal was with them, I think they wrapped in six goals in one of those 21 All-Irelands. It was just, ver- they just were hungry for goals. So it's something that I also believe Liam you know, it took them a while uh, in year one to, to kind of get that habit back into them to take on their men and not to be kind of trying to lay it off. And you can understand them wanting to keep possession, but definitely Liam Cal has that uh, absolute, um, you know, sniper mentality in them that they're absolutely ruthless in front of goal and, and they go for the juggler. You know, every time there was an opportunity, they were breaking through. Um, and you'd say it's, it's something that I think will stand them to good stead. And like you said there, Joe, I think that what the the frightening part about yesterday was, and okay, they weren't that that really good because Wexford didn't give them enough of a challenge, but they also are very very impressive with it from an energy perspective. And like you said, no Stephen Bennett, no Jamie Byrne, Connor Prunty, and you look at the guys that are you know Desi Hutchinson yeah. is in massive form, yeah, uh, very very dangerous. They play that two man inside full forward line, and Leeson seems to have the free role. So they are supremely fit they have a really strong squad um, they are probably best placed to you know throw it down to the All-Ireland Champions at the moment and uh, I think Liam Carlock is, is a very driven manager and I think that's very reflective in how they're playing at the moment You know on the going for the juggler and going for goals this was something Carl talked about when he first took the job he was telling players to go for it and you, you could yeah. see them screaming go for it that was like almost their motto and you think about it other teams and we're not seeing as much free scoring in Erling uh, when it comes to goals at times. Other teams could take a leaf out of that book. I mean, geez, no more than yourself in your in your heyday. Someone starts running at goal and hurling, it's bloody hard to stop them. And like, you just plough on in there and go for it. You'll probably find more success than you're expecting. Yeah, that's it. I think if uh, I was just... What helps though as well, I, t- I thought the delivery into the wall for full forward line over the last couple of games has been excellent. I was even, I was behind the goal there in the first half and it was measured to perfection. Like it was deep. It was inside the 14, going, like the O'Keefe dropped back into the five position and they were able to get it over him. Like, so I suppose they had that extra man out there and they were able to be really accurate with it. But yeah, I, I, I just, 
I, I don't guess uh, why more teams aren't more like that. I think as a forward, once you collect that ball, your first job is, can I break the tackle here? Can I go? And that's grand if you get stood up. Okay, then you have your runners off the shoulder. But absolutely, you know, I think now it, the, the game is, is made for that because guys' fitness levels are off the charts. Mm. You know, you take even Callum Lyons there, loves to break forward as well. So I think with, with, with movement, if you can drag defenders out of positions and get them out to the wings and, and you break the ball through, I think any good forward for me, you should be always, and, and, and it's something that you'd love to see is turn and test your man straight away. You're, you're, you're putting your defender under massive pressure. You're going to force him to make a decision either maybe fouls you or he lets you on or else he's going to have to be a hell of a good tactor if he's going to be able to stop you and, and turn you back. Yeah, agree. I think far too often there's probably defenders walking out of matches saying, geez, that was great. He never really tested me. He might have had me, but sure, we'll never know now. And you kind of think, why yeah. not? On Ozzy Gleeson, uh, scored 2-3, even just for the goals, if anyone just caught the highlights, like he, he looks like he's moving really well and strong and, and aggressive and uh, he had number nine on his back. You said free rolls. So was he kind of hanging around midfield, or was he was he popping up everywhere? Is he is he kind of getting back to the Aussie Gleeson we all fell in love with? Yeah, I th- I think so. I th- I think what 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 happened before with him was he, he he got that free roll under Derek McGrath, and he just at times I think depend you know tended to drop a little bit too deep. Like I mean, if I'm playing against Austin Gleeson, uh, where would I like to see him? back on his own 45, please, um, yeah, because yeah. he won't hurt you there. But I think he has the physique and the size. And even last year, or no, the year before in the All-Ireland semi-final against Kilkenny, he went out to the 10 position and he plucked a couple of puck outs clean. So he has the size, he has the hands to catch ball like that. And when he comes marauding in around, you know, he's able to move around. So I suppose he puts a huge question mark for opposition do you man-mark him, which you probably have to, because he, he's able to read the game quite well and he does get in those good positions. But you can't afford to kind of go a little bit zonal and let the closest man pick him up because then you're maybe losing the responsibility. So he probably is a guy that would have to be man-marked when you look at the kind of form he produced uh, last yesterday. You'd be definitely saying uh, he gave uh, Paddy Foley an awful lot to think of. And Paddy, Paddy Foley probably likes to play maybe as a traditional out-and-out centre-back. But uh, that's a role that I think the higher up the field he is from midfield in, that, that's where you want Austin Gleeson. That's where he'll do a lot of his, uh, yeah. his, his heavy scoring. And uh, quick last one, I don't think we'll talk to you for the rest of the week. Cork Waterford in Thurless, Saturday evening, 7.15. The clocks have gone forward, sunset. This is uh, this could be quite something. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a brilliant way to maybe finish off this league. And I know, like we said at the top of the show, it's, it's a novel one. We're not really sure where we are with it yet. But I think you're playing, you know, you have two probably the real form teams, two teams that have played with a lot of energy and two teams that I think are going to go hammer and tongs at it on Saturday evening. I, I, I definitely think, you know, you said it there, Cork, it's 98, Waterford back to, I think, 2015. So will we have a big crowd in tourists next Saturday evening? Yeah, and I think it's going to be a cracking game um, because uh, both teams will, will definitely go at this because uh, championship is coming close rather than getting on a bus on a Tuesday night and going playing someone in a challenge match that you're not sure how up for the match the lads are, this is one that definitely should get players in the right frame of mind. And you're also showing the manager that you don't want to be surrendering a jersey either. Great analysis, Eddie. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Lovely stuff, Joe. No matter. Cheers. Thoughts there of Eddie Brennan on the weekend's hurling. Again, that's uh, 7.15 throwing in Thurless, Waterford and Cork in the league final.